traffic tried to show trucks where to go? What are yeah, you? Yeah, well, I got trapped in a parking lot because a uh, truck tried turning around in a small parking lot, an 18-wheeler, and ended up breaking the uh, turning gizmo. I don't know if it was the steering wheel or what, but <laughs> basically jackknifed his own truck in a tiny little parking lot. Let's like, seriously, there's like a Sonic next door. Like that's how small this is. Like it's it's just two tiny little lanes. Wow. And he's trying to like wrap his whole tr- his truck ass around this entire <laughs> thing, and he got stuck. And so I had to Austin Powers my way out. Oh, I love it. Um, successfully uh, took... I did have help from somebody in the building where I was, and uh, and she was helping like as many people as she could, but there were some people there, at least three people, uh, three cars that were just stuck. Like, oh, there's man. There's just no, no place for them to go. What was the uh, truck... De- like, what was on the side of the truck? What were they delivering? I didn't even notice. Oh. Uh, generic... Uh, uh, things I don't I don't even know I, I didn't it didn't occur to me I just saw the driver outside who's like you know pushing 75 he's he's leaning up against the the trailer just like eh, too bad you made think a it mistake was, you think it was a truckload of 49ers Super Bowl championship t-shirts <laughs> yeah not even in boxes just like shoved <laughs> into the trailer so when you open it up they just spill out Ugh. Rough. That's how I I used to think trucks worked like that when I was a kid. When so so if I saw a truck with like I don't know like Doritos on it or Coke, I thought it was just like filled with like not even bags of Doritos, just like actual Doritos, like just oh wow, <laughs> like they okay, like not even packaged. Like, yeah, they need to be transported. <laughs> like we have ten tons of Doritos, and then they just dump them into a big bin at some factory somewhere, like. And they take them underground, and then they package them and bring them back to... St- I don't know. I, I, I had a stupid imagination when I was a kid. Ah, that reminds me of that Mitch Hedberg bit where he talks about how uh, Pringles was originally a tennis ball company, but they got that shipment of potatoes, <laughs> and they were just like, fuck it, cut them up! <laughs> cut them up! <laughs> Pringles aren't even actually potato chips, are they? I don't... You know what? I, I lusted for Pringles when I was a kid. They, they had great marketing. Yeah. But every time I've had them, I'm like, these suck! They suck! Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 on the Mount Rushmore of food that sound, sounds like it'd be good, but yeah. you, tr- you, you eat it and you're disappointed. Disappointing it, foods, I guess. It's so unnatural because, like, in a bag of potato chips... You get like different shaped ones, or you're like, okay, I could buy that this naturally came from a potato, but there's yeah. no, there's no way you get in the sleeve of Pringles that all. I mean, that's just processed. They don't taste potatoy, no, like at all. You don't taste. That's what I like about. Uh, I don't know if we even talked about this channel on the podcast before, but uh, the uh, sandwiches of history guy. Mm. For the for the uninitiated, this guy just like makes really short videos of like sandwiches from a hundred years ago and old ass uh uh cookbooks and stuff and makes them and um he also has a second channel called uh uh something about chips i can't remember but uh yeah he he always does a it's like a one minute video review of chips he did one i think today on uh trader joe's new pizza chips and he's Mm. like yeah you can taste the potato you can taste the pepperoni not enough cheese for my liking. Like he didn't think there was enough cheese, but he still ranked him a four point nine out of out of five. Wow! Uh, I should I should look up this channel because it's really useful because the dude just goes bang bang bang. Man, it's like the capsule. It's like us, but for food. Quick to the point. You know, 
I feel like a lot of YouTube videos or a lot of like YouTube food reviews basically copy the same blueprint as the as the recipe things online where it's like here's my back here's my relationship Ugh. with with honey mustard. Okay, it all started when my grandpa came over on the ship from Bulgaria. It's like I don't care about any of that. I want to know the recipe yeah, for the sandwich. I'm I'm working on yeah. By the way, the the, the real quick the video or the uh, channel is called In the Chips with Barry. The guy's name is Barry, and the video I watched today was one minute and sixteen seconds long. I love it. Quick, Bing Bang Boom. He's getting no ad revenue. YouTube hates him. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I was you know I'm I'm uh, doing a video on star trek games for super nintendo which i haven't done yet for some reason mm. uh, mostly because those games are all long and boring mm -hmm. but um you know I'm, I'm watching other people's like videos on it um and it's you know i see i see some people with 30 minute 35 40 minute and they start with the same freaking intro where it's like five minutes of just star trek was a show in the 1960s and like everybody fucking knows this. <laughs> like, Man, that's exactly how I would start though. I'd spend ten minutes dissecting every character and why they're all wearing so much makeup. And then, and then the show got canceled. But then there were movies, and then there were toys, and uh, it's like, thank you, thank you for telling me. I had no idea. Uh, I love the like, give me the whole history. I want the whole backstory. Uh, Catch it's me the up. Worst. <laughs> I hate I hate that. Uh, I'm I'm immediately like scroll. You know how you can. I'm on desktop, so oh, I can yeah, mouse scroll. over. Yeah, yeah. And you can just like see where they stopped talking about the obvious history that everybody already knows, and all the padding in the video to make it over twelve minutes long. Yeah, got got to get those ads. Heck yeah, dude! You got to get them. Well, folks, this is uh, this is drunk friend. If you haven't noticed, uh, I'm, I'm Travis. That's Alex. Uh, Alex uh, was sick. And uh, I was busy, and so we don't have many episodes these days, but we're back together today. We made it. We did it. I think we're going to... And I saw the emails before we got on, and they are great. I think this is going to be a good episode. Stick around, folks. <laughs> That's a tease. That That's was. a tease right there. Um, meanwhile, uh, you have been doing your February thing where you yeah. visit a year uh, and experience that year entirely. Uh you want to tell everybody what year that was? Can I guess what it is? Yeah, guess. Was it 2006? Uh, no, of course not. I don't know why I said of course not, like it was obvious in any way. <laughs> but no, it wasn't. It was, uh, it was 2002. T two, 2002. 2002. Yeah, that's what the that's masses voted on there. And uh, it has been... Yeah, I will say, in the past, we've done, we've done time travel to 94, 96, 99, and now 2002. And in 2002, I was in high school, and the internet was, you know, much more ubiquitous then than it was even three years prior in '99. So, I kind of had pop culture at my fingertips then. And I don't feel like I missed much. And even in this second round, this whole month, I'm not finding anything new, which was the joy of '94, '96, '99. There's always something there that. I was blocked from because of age or lack of internet or just, you know, uh, I couldn't access a lot of music in 1994 because I had to go to a CD store and pay $18 for one CD every three months. So I didn't soak in a ton of music. But in 2002, man, I'm just, you know, it's an okay year, but I've just already experienced most of what I would be interested in from that year. So it's actually, it's actually been a little bit of a different time travel month this time around in that, like, mm. 
I'm just basically basking in the nostalgia, but I've not found anything new. No new discoveries. That's weird. Uh, yeah, t- 2002. Uh, we are. It, it's kind of a weird era because you're post 9/11, so everyone's still really kind of freaked out. Yeah, and like uh, stuff is getting changed left and right. Now we have to wait forever in line to get checked by security if you want to fly anywhere and all that sort of stuff. But Mm -hmm. um, and just the general, you know, it's the general, you know, the 90s were tra la la. The economy is great. And then 2002 is kind of like, whoa, uh, shit's hitting the fan. So but it's also in terms of Internet, I'm glad you brought that up because it is kind of a sweet spot for Internet culture Mm -hmm. because it's before social media. Right. It's bef- it's before YouTube, it's before Twitter, it's before Facebook. So people were still on forums and there were still chat rooms like in some places I think. Like yeah. Maybe like Yahoo or something, but um yeah, it was the internet was a much different place and I liked it. I thought it was a lot more fun back then. I remember posting on what were called the Bungle Fever forums. That's for the <laughs> for the band Mr. Bungle. Ah, okay. And all the associated acts, uh, Ipecac Recordings, Mike Patton's label also had a forum that I posted on. Um, uh, like the band Tool had their own chat room. <laughs> right. Like, it was it was just such a different way to to interact with people back then. So it it's it's a trip to you know hear your experiences going back, and you're just kind of like disappointed because <laughs> you're yeah. like, I already did all this. And it's but, not yeah, to say you, any you, of it's bad. You know, I I just, I'm not going to rewatch uh, the Lord of the Rings movies or, you know. It, what? I mean, I, they're fine, but like, I'm here for new stuff that I missed. And yeah. I'm not seeing a ton that I'm interested in. And you know, speaking of the internet, I had the, I, and I don't think I'm the first to have this idea, but in a way, the internet back then was bigger, even though like, like today, everyone basically goes to the same seven websites. But back then, there were so many far-reaching corners where little fandoms oh, would man. pop up, and they were kind of hard to get to. When you were there, it was special. But now you just yes. go to a, you just go to the subreddit. You you know where the you know where people are. It's easy. Yes, you just triggered a memory for me. Um, I remember. I think it was two thousand four, two thousand five, maybe a little later. There was a Firefox extension called Stumble Upon, which mm, was yes. like an, yes. an internet. It was a godsend because you could just hit the stumble button and it would take you take you to some random website. It could be some guy's like blog about, I don't know, bow ties. And then it would go to like, (laughs) you know, like the 1977 Academy Award something or other like it. It would it would take you to a random place on the Internet every click. And it was the most addictive thing ever. Um, if you remember Stumble Upon, you know yes. what I'm talking about. It was it was great. Ah, that was a, a great time killer during grad school. I used it yes. quite a bit. There was also you just reminded me, and I can't remember what the um the URL or what the website is called. Uh, but there is like a random kind of like Stumble Upon, except it takes you to literally old internet pages, like ones that are still up that have existed since the 90s. And some of them are still being updated. Like some people are still, like they might use it as a personal blog or it could be like a a website for a company and they just never upgraded it or whatever. And it's fascinating. It is so fascinating (laughs) to see some of these things that are still somehow propped up and still going, even though they've been around since 96, 97. Yeah, I was going to say the most famous of those, I think, is the Space Jam website, right? Is Mm -hmm. that still up? I Well, I believe so. I don't know if the new movie changed that, but... 
uh, yeah, I mean that was that was one that you could point to for a long time and and still uh, hit up. Uh, but it's it's great to go back and see that just that old style of website where it's just yep. our idea of a user interface was much different back then. It's crazy. Lots lo- lots of gifs, lots lots of clip art gifs, lots, lots of like uh, under construction gifs if you were working on a website, <laughs> and lots uh, of like wet- random little modules like, hey, on my website, do you also want the weather here too? Because uh, I got a little thing over here oh, that shows yeah, you the yeah, weather. Yeah. You got the weather there, and they got a little news ticker. <laughs> there are also uh, web rings where you could join up with other sites. So it was kind of like its own little. Like I remember, Angel Fire had their own ring where you could link up based on what your interests were. To so people would just click, click next site, next site, and they'd go to the next site about Def Leppard or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> and then the next site about Def Leppard. So yeah, it was. Very different. You, you had stuff like GeoCities and uh, I can't remember the name of some of the other sites that were... Angel Fire. Angel Fire was the one that I used the most. Oh, yeah. I think they offered the most storage at the time. But um, yeah, that was... <laughs> that was uh, I liked that era of the internet. I think it ended when... Uh, what, well, really when internet speeds changed, when broadband got uh global basically like in the early i don't I don't even know when that would, would have been like 2011 2012 mm-hmm. yeah and then that combined with social media just kind of like put a brick on the gas pedal and everything went off a cliff but uh yeah it was it was a fun time though i, I enjoyed being a loser in my 20s <laughs> uh h- hanging out on the internet in 2002 that's what I remember when when you bring up the year two thousand two. That's like my first thought, which is pretty sad. <laughs> no, I think that's uh, that's ideal. I I also could, because I was in high school. I was uh, seventeen in in two thousand and two, so a, a, a formative year for for anyone. And I my biggest like the biggest nostalgia wave that I've gotten through two thousand and two is from the rap music that year because there's it's a ton of Eminem. And Nelly and Ying Yang twins, and that must have been—I I don't know what it was—but me and my boys must have just been balling out and hooping and playing video games and listening to just those seven albums over and over because that's that Nelly that uh, Nelly song was freaking everywhere. God. So anyway, 2002. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, there's some good stuff there. It's just—I'm uh, not saying I'm disappointed. It's just I was hoping to come away with being like, "Look what I found," and I haven't found that yet only got one more so how do you how do you choose the choices that people can vote from so that all just comes from from steve blink uh on polykill so he comes up with the four and then uh he has some you know kind of rhyme or reason as to why he would why he picks what he picks usually he tries to not pick anything near what we've done before people vote on it on twitter and then that's that's what we commit to for a month and and a lot of people do it different ways some people just play video games from that year some people Uh, do various things. I try to go all in. So it's as much about soaking in 2002 as it is shielding myself from anything else. So what's interesting (laughs) is toward the end of the month when I'm like, God damn, I just want it to be over at some some point where I just, I think of a song I want to listen to and I'm like, I can't, I can't. I've set the, and I know it seems silly, but it's part of the dedication. But yeah, it's kind of part of the experiment where it's like in 2002, I wouldn't have been able to do it. It's as much about not being able to do something as it is. 
do you yeah. go back before 2002 and you, you're okay with listening to stuff like that but it's or is it just 2000 just do you just 2000 just 2002 okay yeah. so like the super bowl is on in the other room and you're like running away screaming because you can't <laughs> you're not allowed to watch it or something or well what? these days I'm, I'm not so into the super bowl but in general i i might make an exception for live sports because i, I do follow my hokies and, and the, the ladies basketball team's doing great i've been following them so yeah i make the occasional exception but if i'm going to like put something on it has to be 2002 if i'm going to choose a movie if i'm going to choose a tv show or play a game or, or music I, it has to be 2002 that's the general rule if it's on i might watch it if it's not 2002 but that's if it's already on right on that is a cool little experiment that you uh i hope you do a good year next year seriously <laughs> like, I, I hope you do uh like in fact it'd be fun to do like a year before you were born well, we were hoping to get the 80s. That would be because we've never done the 80s. It'd be cool to even get 89. Even like 82 or 81 where all you could play was like Pac-Man and, <laughs> For and a like month. Spa Space Invaders and stuff like that. Yeah, but you'd have to like there was still there were still games that you can find on archive.org that were uh, PC games. Um, oh, that's true. Really, there's like text adventure stuff. There's. You know, there's there's more than you'd think, but yeah, the the general joke I was going for is that, all right, another day of Miss Pac-Man. Here, <laughs> here we go, Billy Mitchell, eat your heart out. Oh, you're right. That would be a good way to kind of force my because I have an Intellivision and you know, like a, a yeah, I have like older systems that I kind of neglect in favor of the newer stuff, but I still have a strong curiosity there, and that might be a good way to kind of like force my hand to be like, nah, soak this in, get this in you. So yeah, you're not wrong, maybe. Plus, I'd get a lot yep. of like uh, the cars, uh, and I was trying to think of other the cars, music. <laughs> Hall and Oats, Hall and Oats, baby. Uh, yeah, you'd also get Journey, yep, all that Ario Speedwagon, all that like arena rock stuff from the era. You'd have a good time. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, part honestly, and we'll close out on this. Like, a lot of the fun is overloading yourself with kind of multiple forms of things at once. Like the other day, I was, I had. Uh, I can't remember the TV. I put it like a, a TV show, like maybe CSI Miami from 2002 up on another TV. I was playing Ratchet and Clank <laughs> while listening to wow. M&M's Without Me. And I was like, I could start to feel it. I was like, mm, I can almost smell my dad's work truck. You know, there was something <laughs> like it took me back to 2002. So sometimes you got to put yourself in the chamber. That is pretty cool. Yeah, I, I can't. Nobody else is doing what you're doing, man. You're a pioneer. That's so. right. Uh, that's, that's really cool that you do that. Um, what I've been doing is the opposite. I am not staying in my lane where I normally do with Super Nintendo games. Yeah. Um, what are you doing? What are so you, what are you jackknifing yourself in the middle of the traffic? What are you doing? <laughs> jackknifing. <laughs> no, that's later. Um, I, um, want to give a shout out to the people or I, not even a shout out. I want to just mention the people that whined at me for months to get a Nintendo Switch. Because this is what happens when you get a Switch. I stopped posting videos because I'm too busy playing Switch games. <laughs> so that's that's all I've been doing lately is playing stuff on my Switch. So, uh, yeah, I, I got really, really hooked on Slay the Spire. Yeah, I don't know if I talked about that before. I don't think the, so. Yeah, podcast, but and I've heard I've heard the name a, a ton. I should know more about Slay the Spire. I think our entire Discord has been has been through it. But what's what's the what's the hook? You it's you it's a roguelike deck builder. So you 
basically start you have four characters to choose from basically four themes um and your path you just go into these like one-on-one battles again where you start your deck with a certain set of cards and you have to play defense you have to attack um and when you win you get more cards that you can add to your deck and there's like stores you earn gold and stuff like that so it's all every run is completely different of course because it's roguelike but um this one is so in particular is so well balanced and it's well balanced between four different characters and it's like one of the most impressive games i've ever played because i just don't get sick of it it's so much fun um that's awesome i in particular i like the defect i like building and in like an orb factory so i can just like mow right through everything everything with like zero cards and just <laughs> you know like have you ever played magic the gathering oh like yeah you have to you have energy orbs and you have to tap you know you uh, certain cards cost energy all that sort of stuff it's it's pretty easy to get the hang of once you once you get into it um so because of that i've been getting into other other games of the nature like uh Bellatro. i don't know if that's how you say it mm. but that's a similar thing, uh, except it's uses real playing cards and has more of a poker motif. So you try and build, you know, it's, it's a score based game really. So you're just trying to build up like the highest hand. And there are people out there, there are people in, in the polymedia discord that, uh, had like 1 billion score hands or something like that. It was, it was crazy. That game hasn't really caught on with me quite yet. I've only put a few hours into it. I, 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 I've never been that big of a poker guy, I guess, so mm. I'm having trouble getting into it, but it is fun. Um, and then there's like uh, somebody else in the Discord, uh, Chad, convinced me to get Super Mega Baseball 4. So, and of course, that's, you know, it's a baseball game. It's It's very quickly paced, so you can knock out a game in like 20, 25 minutes. Although I just finished a game where I lost twelve to, I think it was twelve to nine, uh, four field <laughs> goals and against three field goals. But uh, I uh, and that took a while. But uh, yeah, it's it's just cartoony arcade style baseball with semi realistic physics. It's really well made because it's it's so quickly paced. Where you take a pitch and you can't even look away. Like the next pitch is coming. So it's it doesn't waste your time at all. It's really nice. Yeah, that's um, awesome. I'm really I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I, I'm gonna play through each league. There are 16 games in a season, so it's almost like football. And then there's like all the playoff rounds after that. Um, and right now I I think I'm 10 and two. Hell yeah, dude! Not bad. So uh, uh, you can adjust the difficulty. And what's funny is that the difficulty setting is called ego. And you start out with 15 ego. I think that's the lowest. No, I'm pretty sure you can go lower. But what I was doing for each game was raising it by five. And I got up to 40. And I could not even, like, throw a ball, any kind of pitch over the plate without it getting crushed <laughs> some somewhere. So it's just like, all right, maybe I need to scale it down and and all that. But the pitching is done really well. The hitting is tricky, but consistent, I guess. Um, now, do you see and, uh, yeah. any of these games uh, becoming videos on the channel, or they're just for fun? They're just for fun for yeah, now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't even know how I would do that. It would just be like 
hey, here's a here's a baseball game. It kind of sort of reminds me of Griffey baseball. <laughs> that's and that's an endorsement yeah, from it, you. It does. Ha- it doesn't have real teams, but it does have uh, a few former players. A, a few. It's got like an entire league of former players. Your boy uh, Paul Canerco's in there. Hell yeah. Dude. Uh, the big unit, Randy Johnson. Uh, I'm trying to Paul Molitor. I'm trying to think of. Wells and they all have you know these like bizarre looking 3D models uh, that look nothing like them. But um, there's also also I, I'm I was more interested in finding out what kind of like crazy characters the game came up with. Mm-hmm. Like uh, my guy, uh, what what's his name? Like Butch something, Butch Husky. No, that's a real guy. <laughs> that's a that's the size of pants I wear. <laughs> nice nice yeah, one gotta... oh percy percy quaker is his name <laughs> and uh God, yeah man. i i uh bottom of the eighth i needed percy quaker to hit a two-run bomb straight away center and then i brought my closer in to, to seal the deal and i got what my brother and i call a joe nathan save that's where you load the bases and every out is at the warning track. <laughs> ball one, ball two, ball three, or like three singles, and then just every every other out is a bomb. Wow! And it's like, oh, it's right at the wall. That was Joe Nathan. So, yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like a blast. It is a good game. Yeah, it's it's. I like uh, I like what I've what I've played through so far. Although I think what I find funny about sports games is that no matter no matter how much time goes by, you're always every sports game is always going to have that like ridiculous. Oh, you're not winning this game. You're you are not winning this. Like the computer just like I'm putting my foot down and you are not winning this game. Like (laughs) Madden used to do this where it would you'd get the okay, So you'd uh, whiff on like three tackles on the opening drive after the computer wins the kickoff. You're down seven. Nothing. Get the kickoff. Fumble. Another touchdown. You're down fourteen. Nothing. You throw it. Then you get the ball. You throw the pass over the middle. The middle linebacker somehow jumps nine feet into the air to pick it off. <laughs> now you're down twenty-one. Nothing. <laughs> it's like it's so. It's just funny to me that in 2024 we're still doing that. Where, like seriously, like I can't. I can't even throw the ball over the plate. It's either walk everybody or. Or uh, just get hammered. You know, hope somebody hits a ball right at me. Yeah. I mean, I like it. I like it when a sports game can still put up a fight after I've learned it inside and out. But you can, I can always tell when it's like cheese. Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna say you, cheese is the is the word. Yeah, it's there's always something you can do. Like in in football, there's always that one play. It's cheap, but you know it works. Like I remember in uh, I think it was Madden 06 where. If if you do a fl- if you have one guy on the outside doing a go route, and the other guy uh, next to him to his left doing a flag route underneath him, he will be wide open every single time. <laughs> right. So it's like I have to ban myself from doing that play, otherwise I'm going to have 350 yards with like, I don't know, Lavernius Coles or, or something like wow, that. Wow, what a pull! Some random guy. Man, was that a char- he was Chargers, right? The guy was on the Chargers? No, he was Jets and uh, the old Skins. Ah, why so. did I think Chargers? Okay, well, now I feel stupid. Uh, he might have he might have had a stint. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I just really enjoy that sports games still do that kind of crap where it's like, nope, nope. Uh, we every single ball you hit is going to be right at somebody, and you're gonna you're even if you hit your mark on every pitch, you're still you, you know seeing eye singles, blasts off the wall. 
it's just funny to me. Heck yeah. I just looked him up. Lavernius Coles never once on the Chargers, never was near the Chargers. <laughs> he did, spent his whole career in the East Coast, but he East was Coast. on the Jets three times. I've never seen that oh, before. Oh, nice. Yeah, 2000, uh, 2002, I, I then 2005, 2008, then he retired in 2010 there. So that's crazy. I uh, would not wish that on anyone. No, that's uh, that's a bad franchise. Uh, but yeah. Uh, cool, man. So you've been busy with some games. That's awesome. Yeah. And of course... Still playing Mario Golf. <laughs> like, I still play that, like, religiously at least a couple times a day. It's such a easy time-killing game. You talking about the uh, the new one or, or the Game Boy? The new one, yes. Oh, yeah. The Switch one. Uh, the, the online mode is still on. So cool. it's it's always, like, me and, like, the same <laughs> the same losers playing. <laughs> I recognize, like, all the, the usernames at this point. It's funny. Oh, that's awesome. Hi. I'm Michelle from Point and Drink Adventure Podcast. Join me and my friend Pam from YouTube channel Cannot Be Tamed as we drink a little wine and talk about the media we consume. Everything from movies, video games, and even vinyl pickups. Listen on wherever podcasts can be heard and check out our YouTube channel Point and Drink Adventure for more extra video recordings of our podcast. Drink well, my friends. Bye. All right. Well, uh, emails, shall we? Do you want to take the first one here? Yeah, to start us off, we got an email from our longtime listener friend, Adam, uh, with the subject line, this is a good idea, right? <laughs> and he posted a screenshot of him, of, uh, of uh, what, what would you call this? This is a jersey, a custom jersey on the official Philadelphia Eagles website, and it's number zero, and the name on the back is QB Eagles. Mm-hmm. Now, if you know, you know. Okay, and and I and I and I don't know. So can, if, can why you, not? I I mean, I don't I don't know. I'm not actually. I'm not one of those people that gets actually mad for people not <laughs> knowing things. I hate it when people do that. But no, this is a reference to Tecmo Super Bowl. Mm. Um, that was Randall Cunningham's name and number because. Uh, NFL quarterback club signed exclusive deals with guys like Randall Cunningham, Jim Kelly. Oh, uh, okay. A bunch okay. of guys. I can't remember who else. Like Boomer Esiason, I think, was one guy. But um, yeah, so QB Eagles zero. Uh, I don't like the price of 170 bucks. I think that's insane for it's a jersey. insane. Yeah. But um, I remember when football jerseys cost like 50 bucks, man. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. And that felt but, like a um, lot then. Yeah, it did. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you should uh, waste your money on QB. No, it, it's a great idea for a jersey. I, I dig it big time, especially the old Kelly Green mm -hmm. uh, Eagles. It's got the old logo and the old colors. But anyway, Adam goes on to say that the CF Stars soundtrack fucking, fucking thumps. Okay especially the battle music, and it rivals Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Mm. And the Derelict Factory music is the best matching of scene and soundtrack since the Black Omen and Chrono Trigger. Whoa. That's that's high praise right there. And I'm trying to remember. I'm going to have to look up the Derelict Factory music after this. If it's what I think it is, I'd have to agree with them because it's really good. The music throughout that whole game is unbelievable. Um, and then he ends the email uh, saying, also attached is my cousin and a guy from your 1987 twins and he guesses and he had a picture with uh this former player standing with uh adam's cousin and of course i knew who that was immediately it's the dazzle man dan gladden whoa uh who, who does color commentary for well actually he does play-by-play -play too on the twins radio network 
uh, for the Twins. He's been doing it for at least 20 years now. Uh, it was him and John Gordon for a long time. I think he's about ready to retire. But uh, yeah, he's great. He's one of my favorites. He's he's really good on the radio, like really good. Like he's one of those old school guys that like, uh, he's cantankerous. <laughs> right. He he doesn't like certain stuff, and he'll let you know about it. And it's it's great. I love listening so, to a guy like that on occasion. That's why that's why Hawk Harrelson has a special place in my heart. Yeah, yeah. He's he's not near Hawk, but uh, <laughs> he's. I don't think anybody is, but. He he's great. He's great to listen That's to. That's awesome. But yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks for the email, Adam. Yeah, Adam walked in here and tried to sneak a guy past you, but you can't sneak a guy past Alex. He's too good. He's too good. Name that guy immediately. All right, we got an email here from uh, Nick. It's called Atlanta Falcons quarterbacks. Okay. Yeah, we're going sports heavy to start, but we'll we'll bring it around to to games. Yes, indeed. So don't touch well, that dial or whatever your podcast. Don't touch that dial. Yeah. You know, you know how we are. We got to do the stupid sports stuff. Stupid and... sports. Okay. <laughs> Nick says, "Happy Labor Day," which is a good guess. Uh, he says, Contra- uh, "Contrary <laughs> to what uh, Petey thinks, uh, there's at least one person that wanted to hear some drunk friends discuss the top Falcons quarterbacks in particular." I'm curious who you had ranked above Bartowski to have him down at four. Jeff George, Steve DeBerg. Joey Harrington, Alex. I'm gonna pause here. Let you let you go through this for a second. Who do you, who do you got above Bartowski? Bartkowski is Bartkowski. Lo- is four because <laughs> Bartkowski King. He sounded like Jr. <laughs> <laughs> and that is kind of a jobber name too, Steve Bartkowski. Oh, yeah. But um, no, I had him at four because when they when the Falcons played the Vikings in the playoffs in the early '80s, Bartkowski had one of the worst. Like you can see it, uh, watch it on YouTube. There's a guy I follow that just uploads Vikings highlights. I think Bartkowski was like six for twenty with three interceptions and like twenty yards or something. It was like the most pathetic line wow. you'd ever see in a playoff game. And I'm like, okay, that guy's a good regular season quarterback. He ain't much after that. But yeah, after that, I got or before him, I should say, I, I have Matt Ryan, Michael Vick, and Chris Chandler. Yeah, I think that's that seems like obvious choices to me. Yeah. And I hate Chris Chandler because he's the one that beat the Vikings in 98. Hey, hold that thought right here. Alex, do you hold a grudge for the 98 NFC Championship game? I'm sure we can bond over a mutual dislike of the Saints, plus Dobbs just shit all over us before apparently falling back into obscurity. So as you heard there, Nick, Alex, still upset. Yeah, when I see those black Falcons unis and I see the Dirty Bird, I I bristle. (laughs) I bristle. (laughs) You bristle, a little bristling. Old bristling, yeah. All right, yeah. We uh, we had our uh, discussion the other night. Uh, Chris Chandler versus uh, Trent Dilfer. <laughs> Trent Dilfer, a battle for the ages. Isn't it amazing how kind of close they were statistically, career wise? Like I didn't. It kind of is. Yeah, yeah it's nuts. Yeah. Um, but anyway, enough about those guys. Uh, Nick goes on to say, looking at the thirst quenching logo created by Josh Ledley, which one of the drunk friends is Bub and who is Bob? That's that's why I made you read this email because I can't pronounce that name. <laughs> who's Bub and who's Bob? Yeah, I don't know. You kind of look like a Bob. I'm a Bob. Is it why yeah. is that? What's Bob about me? Uh, Robert. You look like a Robert. Okay. All right. And and, and people call you Bob. Your family calls you Bobby. There's <laughs> there's a, there's quite a few distinguished Roberts who uh, email into this podcast. So I'm I'm happy to be part yes. of the good company there. That's good. 
Uh, and you look like a Bubba. Is that what I'm supposed to glean from that? You're a <laughs> Bubba. <laughs> I, I did not translate that as Bubba. I just thought it was Bub, like what Wolverine says. Oh, Bubba drunk. That's uh, Bubba. <laughs> that's <laughs> sounds right. <laughs> that sounds like the best dive bar ever. Oh yeah. Head on down to Bubba drunks, <laughs> dude. It does. Man, if we could expand outward and start our own sports bar, that's uh, that's what we're calling it. <laughs> All right, so you got your answer there, Nick. And then he says, uh, I'm sorry to hear that Trav caught a case of the old and passed out and Harry Pottered himself, but now I randomly tell my wife, sorry about my penis, so thanks for that. Now, I don't know, Alex, if you remember all that story. I do. How can you forget that I story? didn't know I said that on the podcast. That's how hard I hit my head. I could not remember who I told. Damn. I did turn it into a stand-up bit, though, and uh, I do say- That's great. I, I have to correct Nick here. The punchline is, sorry about my wiener. I said wiener. Wiener's a funnier word, yeah. So it's, it, it it's it's it works better anyway. So right. Yeah. So it's, Nick, you got you got to change it up. If you're going to be on brand, you got to you got to tell your wife that you're sorry about your wiener, and she'll have she'll enjoy it. She'll have a good time. But yeah, thanks for reminding me of that. I'm not getting many more miles out of that bit because uh, I try to put the fall behind me. But it is kind of a crowd favorite, so maybe I'll bring it out of retirement soon. We'll see. Hmm. And then he says, "Can I get a Hetfield? Yeah, 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 for the road." Thanks, Nick. Can we just take yours no, and like man, edit on. it where mine should be? Come on, because that was pretty. That was pretty good. <laughs> Give the folks what they want. Goodbye. <laughs> Ooh, you gotta throw in. Gotta throw it, there's three parts to it. There's <laughs> yeah, and then there's yeah, yeah, and then there's ooh. Yep. Uh, those perfect. are the three. The the, the triumvirate of Hetfield, dude. I, it, there there are so many like. You know, whether it be on Instagram or whatever, YouTube, just smash ups where it's like just 18 seconds of clips of him doing his thing. And I la I watch all of them and I laugh at all of them. <laughs> I can't stop. I think one of the best clips on YouTube is when uh, freaking Jim Brewer does his James Hetfield bit, which is fucking spot on. I know, man. Like, it's so perfect. And. Uh, at the very end, a camera is next to Hetfield, and he looks at the camera and says, I don't really sound like that, do I? <laughs> and, he, and then he kind of goes, yeah, and he goes, oh, I guess I do. <laughs> uh, that's great. It's good that he makes fun of himself. Yeah. Uh, and at this point, yeah. James Hetfield's probably funnier than uh, Jim Brewer. Yeah. That guy's really falling off. Uh, yeah, that's right. a low bar. Yeah. Next email. Next email is called Handheld Things. Hmm. <laughs> By uh, Brandon. Uh, he says, hey, guys, happy whatever holiday is a month from this sending. <laughs> what do we got? Uh, Patrick's St. Patrick's Day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ides of so, March, maybe. I don't know. St. Patrick's uh, Day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he says, yeah, I have a couple things to throw out there. One, you guys talk a lot about the retro gaming OGs in the online world, but don't sell yourselves short. I've never seen an episode of the angry video game nerd and have found that others hidden and he, he makes sure to censor the, the second part there. <laughs> so it's, it, it's, it looks like hidden gams. <laughs> <laughs> and he does say, yeah, there could be gams. <laughs> and he said, but he says those videos are not to my liking. Your content stands with them. And because you make the videos about the games and not yourselves, way more palatable to an old fart like me who just wants to, quote unquote, remember some games and occasionally find one to play. I'm not degrading those creators. Their content clearly has its audience, but I'm appreciative of the approach you both take on the genre. That's a really nice thing to say, Brandon. Thank you. Yeah, Brandon. And now I can tell all my friends I'm as cool 
as the angry video game nerd. That's awesome. we're basically the same thing now. Very yeah. cool. Um, number two, it says this pod, uh, the email continues. This podcast is great. And I like the random topics, but keep mentioning what you're drinking, even if it's just water. Well, that's what I'm drinking right now. Water. Uh, I'm drinking a, a, a whiter shade IPA from Star Hill Brewery. And what's funny about that is, uh, not, about a year ago, I discovered that I'm allergic to IPAs, like not in a serious way, but it makes my like throat swell up and it makes my, my makes my throat scratchy. But I don't stop drinking them, which might signify a problem. <laughs> there was a there was a, a, a what do they call it a there was a rant, like an assortment pack where it was like IPAs with other beers I wanted. So I kind of have to drink the IPAs as they come. Yeah, you got you got to power through those. But I mean, I think a lot of people are like that with ice cream, though. Really? Where it's like, oh, I want that ice cream, but I'm I'm kind of sort of lactose intolerant, and then they end up. You know, suffering in the bathroom for the next however long, but uh, but ice cream is so good, it's got to be it's got to be close to worth it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's just uh, beer for your mouth and ice cream for your ass, I guess. So <laughs> wait, is that a is that a Toby Keith song? <laughs> <laughs> Rest in power, Toby Keith. <laughs> like the horse gets something. I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> Uh, number three, he's, the email continues. This is maybe more than just a quick segment, but I'd love a breakdown on handheld devices. I travel often, and the Switch technically belongs to my son, so I'm interested in, in inquiring about retro gaming devices, trying to wade through everything online, including 20-minute YouTube videos from Hidden Gams Guy, is not optimal. Do you have any personal recommendations on devices that won't catch fire after a couple months? And can play a wide variety of games. Massive bonus points for save states. Call it cheating, but I want to see what happens in Battletoads after the damn jet ski part, if I can manage to get through it. Thanks, Brandon. Analog pocket. Yeah, analog pocket. That's that's what you want. You got to wait it's... a year and a half to get it, dude, but it'll change your life. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. There's really no number two. Like, that's... If for a retro gamer... I, for a retro gamer, uh, I, I mean, you really can't go wrong with a Switch either. That's the true. Switch is, like, if you got your own, I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't hold that against them either. Yeah. Just because there's so many, uh, uh, there's Slay the Spire is the main <laughs> thing. <laughs> well, but, uh, and you got that eShop on there. You can get some old Nintendo stuff on occasion there. So, yeah. not that bad. Yeah. The pocket, man. That's yeah. I mean, but yeah, the, the analog pocket is worth it. Uh, I thought it was worth it as soon as I got it, just for the screen. But now there's all this extra functionality, uh, cores, um, emulation, all sorts of stuff you can do with it. So it's yeah, analog pocket is what you are looking for. That's right, man. And it's got some. Not that this. this I wish we were sponsored by Analog Pocket because this is about to be an ad. But. Yeah, if you if you like physical stuff, which I do, I like getting my hands on the games and going out to yard sales and whatnot, looking for treasure. They got like little attachments, where you can add. You know, it does it natively? It does like uh, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. But yeah, you get like a Game Gear attachment. You can get like a, a Atari Lynx. Atari Links. Uh, I might have had a dream that they're going to do the Turbo Graphics. I doubt it, but that's cool. It seems like it's possible. I don't know, but it's just it, it's it's an awesome device. And uh, like Alex said, you can load it with uh, all the cores and. ROMs, you know, play them any way you can uh, with that thing. So it's it's awesome. And I like that he mentions the uh, thing that does <laughs> that won't catch fire after a couple months. I I know which handle he's talking about. He's talking about the Super Boy. Oh, um, d yeah, those things get incredibly hot <laughs> after like like not even ten minutes. Like 
Yeah, that that's that's what scared me away from getting one of those. Those things look really nice, and I love that you can like shove a big ass SNES cartridge in it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's I don't trust those at all. There's also uh, the Steam Deck, which is what came to my mind for that because I know they can get hot and get overheated. But they're also yeah. like they require a bit of overhead. Like you got to kind of be a PC minded pl- gamer to I think get the most out of that. At least in my mind, yeah. I'm a little intimidated by them to be be uh, honest. But I've I put my hands on one. I've gotten to play one before, and they seem awesome. But they're they're not really for me. I've always used Steam as um, just PC gaming stuff, like point and click stuff with mouse and keyboard, like mm. Age of Empires, Age of Mythology, and yeah. uh, first person shooters and stuff like that. So I don't think a Steam Deck would really be for me. Uh, but, but yeah, if that's your, if that's your bag, then, then roll with that. But, uh, yeah, analog pocket, if you're a retro gamer, um, that's definitely the way to go. Yeah. So you're going to be waiting a while, Brandon. So keep stealing the switch from your son and wait about a year and a half and get that, get that, uh, pocket. All right. We got another email here. We're going to close out this uh, email segment with Chad, uh, you know, AKA go hobo go. Not, not a first time emailer becoming a regular, uh, also regular on Polyco. Great to hear from Chad. Chad, how you doing? Uh, titles the email, more mayo? He says, uh, your resident off-screen sports research guy checking in. Last episode, you mentioned three legendary coaches moving on from their jobs. You also mentioned mayo a lot in the last episode. I thought it was pretty funny that Bill Belichick's successor is former Patriots linebacker, Gerard Mayo. You couldn't write a better script. Look, Alex, we did it. We did it. We fi- we finally done it. Yes. We, we, I, I, I can retire. Sail off into the sunset, hang up the headset. Yes, we paired coaches Jared. with Mayo finally. But yes, yes, that's an excellent observation, Chad. I didn't, that that never occurred to me. <laughs> Nor I. Uh, and then second, you were discussing food sponsors for bowl games that would lead to entertaining victory celebrations. How about the Frank's Red Hot Bowl? The players could celebrate with shaking up bottles similar to champagne celebration, dumping it all <laughs> over each other and the coach. The players that forgot to put on goggles are in the most danger. I'm guessing hot sauce in the old hose hole wouldn't feel good. E- hose hole. I love that. Hot hose sauce in the old hose good. hole wouldn't feel good either. <laughs> Thanks for the read. Happy insert holiday, which I think we're going with uh, St. Patrick's Ides of March. Maybe a, maybe an Easter. I don't know. It's uh, I don't know what's next. And he says, uh, he signs off as, as uh, Chad Bailey, a.k.a. Goho Bogo. Chad, always great hearing from you. You're, an astute, you're maybe of our most astute listeners, to be honest. I think uh, Hot Sauce in the Old Hose Hole is a Toby Keith B-side. It's, yeah. on, it's on the other side of... Uh, of what the other one was, I can't remember. <laughs> I might have to name the, the episode "Hot Sauce in the Old Hose Hole." Uh, to be honest, <laughs> go for it. Um, go for it. So, I mean, hot yeah, sauce is think, a great answer, but I don't. What's what else is good? I think he hit it. I, I can't come up with anything better than uh, Frank's Red Hot. Um, they're a huge company. They they sell a lot of hot sauce. Everybody knows what it is. When I actually picture it and imagine it, it is hysterically funny. So I really want it to happen. I mean, come on. They're willing to do it with mayo. Which is, they're willing to do uh, it with Pop-Tarts and yeah. Cheez-Its. Yeah. What about Ready Whip? Like, how erotic does it get when you're when you're <laughs> just hanging out? You're sweaty. You've had a hard game. You just won, <laughs> you just won the Ready Whip Bowl. Just, and everyone just... <laughs> Just spraying a it. bunch of dudes covered in whipped cream. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just slapping each other around. I think that's cool. I think it uh, promotes camaraderie. Or I don't know. Like, there's a lot of car wash places popping up around here um, in Albuquerque. So I figured maybe like 
What if they like wheeled out a car wash and like the whole team ran through it or something? I don't know. Oh, it's the only other thing I could come up with. You know, there's a lot of car washes here, and I've always I'm like, is there a? It's got to be a front, right? Between that and like mattress warehouses. It's crazy. Like, there's three that are being built right now. One right next to our house, and then there's two others uh, where I drive. So it's I, I that's funny to hear that it's not just here. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Cars are not that dirty. Yeah, it's not like I'm freaking off, off-road wheeling it around <laughs> in my Honda Civic. I think whatever sponsors the bowl, it should be a law that you have to pour a bunch of it on the winning team. Yeah. Whatever it yeah. is. And. And the cheaper, I, I, I'm starting to think like, are there, are there any made-for-TV products like Flex Seal that, <laughs> that would work? Like, like maybe uh, what was what was Billy Mays' bleach stuff that he had? Oh right, like maybe maybe dump dump that on on the coach. It's like, hey, did you hear about the team that won the championship back in 2016? All have cancer, <laughs> every one of them. Yeah, yeah. Don't know why. Can't figure that one out. But yeah. It happened. Yeah, that guy's got horrible scars from all the <laughs> burn marks from the yeah from the bleach. Whole it's team mesophilioma. Tra- we didn't. We tra- it's wild. <laughs> it's wild. Uh, av- see, you got the uh, avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl. Can you just imagine just a bunch of avocados dropping from a blimp and just knocking people over the head? That's like a Simpsons gag right there, where it's like, and a barrage of pretzels come from the stands. And Whitey Ford, Whitey Ford is out now, pleading for some kind of sanity, in a barrage of pretzels, <laughs> you know, knock Whitey Ford out unconscious. This is a black day for baseball. That's one of my favorite <laughs> Simpsons gags because they make the Vin Scully guy do that. But yeah, yeah. Well, there's uh, also the the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl that happened this year. Uh, so just everybody after a big win celebrating, everybody gets like a. A cup, of, a cup of hot coffee, and they all have to like hold oh. it steady. So they <laughs> that reminds me of I, I, that's that's an obvious one. Ca- dump a whole Gatorade thing of coffee, like boiling hot mm-hmm. coffee, on the coach, um, because that's a joke from the show Metalocalypse. Oh, okay. Uh, when they do, uh, they get hired to do the jingle for what is it, Duncan Hills Coffee, and uh, they play this huge concert and they have these giant bubbling cauldrons of coffee and they pour it into the audience <laughs> and everybody's all getting burned and shit that's hilarious it's oh god that, that shows the best oh man but uh yeah that's another one boiling hot coffee boiling hot co- yeah a military bowl and then everybody has to sign up if you win you have, <laughs> you have to get deployed. even everybody in the audience yeah. everybody in the stadium <laughs> Oh, the, you're all you're all drafted. There's the Wasabi Fenway bowl. Can you imagine the Wasabi? Oh, that's tough. I mean, I was going to say, I was thinking Sriracha, however you say that, Sriracha. Right. There's a hidden R somewhere. Don't know where to put it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Wasabi would be, that's deadly. That's that's suffering. Or no, I got it. I got it. Okay. I got it. All right. Elmer's glue. <laughs> Uh, and it's, you, you could, I could smell that when you said it. <laughs> well, the thing is, is when you when you pick it up to dump it on someone, it wouldn't splash right away. It would be just like this slow motion, Ugh. like goo coming down on you. Oh, that'd be hilarious! Imagine, imagine an eight win Dabo Swinney team <laughs> <laughs> playing playing the Elmer's Glue Bowl. <laughs> He's got to sit there and take an Elmer's Glue bath. <laughs> oh, that would be the greatest. <laughs> Uh, 
I could I could feel it between my fingers. There's uh, that's a core childhood memory. Oh yeah, dude, you uh, the Elmer's glue trick where you spread it on your hand and then you let it dry mm-hmm. and you peel it off and it's like skin. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good times. Very good. I still do it to this day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh well, we got some power rankings for power rankings. Well, I didn't we do this already? I don't think so. The TV shows that fell off a cliff in quality? No, I think you've just been dreaming about doing it. I don't think... I've never heard you do it. Do it again. I think I typed this up like forever ago. Mm -hmm. Well, the three that came to mind, uh, first of all, number three, TV shows that fell off a cliff in quality. I I forget what like brought this up. did Did I have a reason for bringing this up or did I just type this? You probably had a rant. At some point, and you were like, I know okay. what I'm going to do. Yeah. I just like the idea of, like, the the more random topics we, we mm-hmm. jostle around to and oscillate to and from, the better. I agree. Like, I, I think that's what our, our year recaps were like, so I kind of miss that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I like just bouncing around from all sorts of different stuff. But anyway, here are my top three shows that fell off a cliff in quality. Number three, the show Heroes. Mm. Okay. Remember that the cheer say the cheerleader. Yeah, I watched the first two episodes. First of that. season of that. Yeah, yeah. First season of that was great, and off a cliff. Off a Not cliff. Great. Man, the heroes they couldn't save themselves. Come on, come on. I, you can do better. I'm sorry. You can do better. <laughs> I'll try. <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Number two, Dexter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dexter. Uh, Dexter. Uh, it's, it's sad because. Uh, the first four seasons are pretty great uh, of Dexter. Um, even season five, I, I, I'll go to bat for. But uh, once Tom Hanks' son shows up and you got all the religious crap with Edward James Olmos and there's so much, like the last three seasons are so unbelievably bad. Like I can't even, don't get me started on that show. Yeah, they killed it. Uh, not in a good way. Nope. And that's better. See, it's... Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and number one, I'm surprised Dexter didn't get number number two. Or I'm surprised Dexter didn't get number one. These are, these are your but rankings. Number, I don't know why you're surprised. That's wild. I'm surprised. I'm still surprised. <laughs> I'm shocked. So number num, the number one show that fell off a cliff in quality is True Detective. Wow. And I'm just talking. I haven't even finished watching season four. I'm just talking from season one to season two. I mean, season one is like Hall of Fame, like t- tippy top notch TV. Like it is the some of the best. Season two is f- like some like hour long CBS drama and not a good one. Wow! <laughs> like it's it's a Vince Vaughn and it's just yeah, uh, it's just bad. Like it's just bad. Like it's it's so generic and just didn't care about anything anything that happened. It was a chore to watch. That was the worst thing about Dexter for me, by the way. In fact, Dexter should be number one is because I made myself sit through every episode because I was already six seasons in and damn it, I'm going to see it through and wish I hadn't done that. have a lot of hours left, but anyway, I don't remember why I put those there specifically. I was going to say it sucks about True Detective because it sounds like the writers of the show just they don't have a clue. Yeah. Which uh, detectives uh, should have. (sighs) If they're true detectives. Yeah. 
No? Okay. You know, I, I if I could, I'd play the Price is Right loser horn sound <laughs> right now if I could. If I could. If you can edit that in somehow. <laughs> All right, sure. I'll edit that into my own joke. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Very good stuff. You know what? Uh, a show I would like to add uh, in there from, from my own uh, limited show watching uh, is Lost. Uh, I, I feel like at the end, it fell off pretty hard there. I never really watched it. I, I kind of started and petered out. Yeah. So... I, uh, I've heard some revisionists say they've gone back and they accept the ending better now, but at in the at the time it wasn't what they wanted. But looking back, they're like, "Oh, it's fine. It's just they went a direction that none of us really wanted." So I'm wondering if I went back and watched it now, which I won't. But I wonder if my opinion would change. I wonder if it was just a, you know, in the moment we were all mad. Seriously, there's just so much stuff to watch now. Like I'm not I'm not going back and watching Lost. Are you crazy? No, no. But um, yeah, it sounds like. Uh, Lost, lost. There you go. See, now you're on my level. That was perfect. All right. Uh, we got uh, YouTube comments, uh, which is uh, becoming my one of my favorite segments that we've ever done because they keep coming in and there are a lot of people out there that uh, either are just clueless uh, about themselves or about us or just in general. So, uh, Alex, what do you what do you got? Give me give me a good one. What's uh, what's been a good comment to uh, grace the SNES drunk comment section here of late? Okay, so this first comment is from Japel Sable and um, it comments on the fact that uh, for the game the Super Nintendo game the incredible crash dummies there is one person on speedrun.com that hold that that ever recorded a speedrun uh, for this game and his the, his her their username is Pooh train ha <laughs> So this person uh, said in a comment, uh, actually, the Pooh Train or the Pooh Trains are actually <laughs> one of the old speedrunning families out of New Orleans. Storied history, but some dark stains in their past, as you might imagine. Uh, that makes that comment so much better that it's actually grounded. I was like, what is this? That's amazing. I dude, I have got I have got we fucking we've got to see a summoning salt documentary on the Pooh Trains. Pooh Train. <laughs> I want it. I want it behind the music style. I want it to get real serious, where he has to say "Pooh Trains" and it goes dark for a minute because they had something go on and they bounce back. You know how it goes. Oh, I need it. It's. It's. I just want to hear the theme with with the shot of of that shitty game playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I need. And it's like, oh man, you're really running out of. You're really scraping the bottom of the barrel there, summoning salt. Yeah, no doubt. But, uh, all right. Anyway. Also on the uh, Incredible Crash Dummies comment section is user QI4JF9EU6N <laughs> who says, when I used to shoot H and spank myself off, wild tears would come out of my eyes when Junkman, or when I was Junkman 2, oh Snessy. What? That's a comment. That's, that's a real comment. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, now I want now I want to read it to see if something different happens. When I used to shoot H and spank myself off, wild tears would come out of my eyes. I was junk man too. Oh Snessy. Oh, I, I see how you said it at the end. Oh Snessy. Like it's more of like a I don't know why I said uh, it like that. Like he's a pirate. A oh Snessy. A, a oh Snessy. I, I like it. I like how you said it. Man. I'm glad that guy's okay. I think I mean I alive, I guess, is what I mean. Uh uh, probably not. Um, the next comment is uh, on an older video. Um, doesn't matter what it's from because it's kind of an evergreen comment. Username is calling all kings one sixty three, 
and they say, okay, I'm going to say it, and who's going to agree? Your intro effing suck. <laughs> what? The rest of your videos are great, but that intro makes me want to never watch your shit again. In fact, I'm not going to watch anymore <gasps> until it's changed. Uh-oh, what are you going to well, do? Well, let me know when you have it changed, <laughs> and I'll be back later. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I like I love the idea of a couple weeks from now you're responding to that comment and be like okay it's changed. <laughs> no, I I am not going to I'm not just going to meekly come back. I'm going to be sobbing and crawling on my knees like please come back. I finally changed the intro. I need your comments. But I love the idea of you doing that but obviously not changing anything just for them to come back and be like oh goddamn. It's still the same. <laughs> Ah, maybe I'll respond to it and be like, hey, you should head over, but head back. He, cha- he changed it just for you. Yeah. Yeah. And and then link them to the three hour video. Mm. Oh, um, yes. Uh, yes. I believe me. I've done that before. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, you you want to save your other one there for last? I can I can hit you with. Uh, sure. I can hit you with my quote unquote two cents because listen to this shit. You ever you ever get those, Alex, where somebody veils uh, an insult and a compliment and you're like, wait a minute. I thought we were friends for a second, because this person yeah. is the king at this. It's it, their uh, their username is uh, Arrows Two Cents. Uh, they're they're a subscriber, a loyal follower. But this is what they said. All right, this is this is the the first comment they ever left on my video of Gumshoe. He says, uh, "Great channel, subbed. Videos are a bit too long and could strongly do with some editing to cut the script down to just what is final based on the couple I had watched before this. But regardless." We'll be watching many more on 1.5 speed to enjoy the reviews of obscure titles. <laughs> How about that? How about that? It's like, hey, your shit's too long. It kind of bores me. I'm going to keep... Listen, you're doing great. But it's a great... It's a great channel. It's a great channel. Subbed. You're doing great. Subbed. I subbed. Great, great channel. I'm going to watch them all super fast so I can get them over with. But I love them. <laughs> I love them. Oh, and here's everything you need to do to make it better. Just FYI. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But... uh this uh, this next one, what what bumps me out about this one is that this one person left a very like excited you know go nest friend kind of comment which got me jazzed. This uh, this is from Daywalker thirty seven thirty five. This is on my uh, my monster truck uh, video, and uh, he says, uh, "Man, you have such a great channel. How do you not have over a million subs?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'll thumbs up that. Hell yeah, brother. I agree. I mean, I I know why I don't have over a million subs, but uh, I appreciate that you think I should. That's amazing." But then Arrow's Two Cents comes in. They see an opportunity. They're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, here we go. Uh, they at me in this to make sure I extra get it. Not only I get them. <laughs> I, I get all of the comments on my own videos. But he added me anyway just to make sure extra sure. <laughs> just FYI, yeah. And he goes, uh, by the way, and, and this is a reply to this other guy's comment. He goes, uh, yeah, Nest Friend, you are on the verge of doing YouTube voice. The bi- I don't even know what, well, Alex, what is YouTube voice? What is that? I, 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 uh, you're on YouTube talking. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I'm not sure what they mean. They're not specific. Yeah. So the, uh, I'm, well, I'm on the verge of it. I'm not quite doing it yet, but they say I'm on the verge of doing YouTube voice. The biggest suggestion to improve would be to speak normally. YouTube voice turns off more people than it entices. If you don't have a huge channel, it's not a good thing to talk like you would never talk in real life. And then they up the updooted themselves. They give themselves a thumbs up, and someone else thumbs up them too. So fuck that person. <laughs> By the way, they're replying 
to a comment from seven months ago. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then, and then, yeah, it's like, oh, here, here's where I can get get something in right here, yeah, because because I know you you read this uh, this this really nice compliment from Daywalker. Mm-hmm. But uh, here 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 comes the old YouTube talent coach that knows everything about how to make a YouTube channel and not much else apparently. So it's like at this point, but. I'm pretty fine with my shitty YouTube channel. Like it is what it is. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna throw out some shitty NES games every few weeks. We're gonna give everybody the backstory that Alex doesn't like. We're gonna give them that. We're gonna give them a little bit of the gameplay, and we're gonna walk away from it. We're never gonna think about it again. This guy's like, well, what you need to do? Stay in the pocket. Keep your hips rotating. All right. Keep your feet moving. <laughs> All right. Keep your eyes downfield. Like fuck you, man. I got. It. I'm fine with this. Anyway. <laughs> Were you doing uh, Napoleon Dynamite there for a second? The what's his nuts? The oh, Rico, Uncle, uh, Uncle Rico, Rico. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I channeled a little bit of Rico on that. You're right. I, I, I don't know why you started talking like a quarterback coach, like you were Jeff Tedford or something. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> all right, what's your last one here? We got a. Are we going out on a good note? Um, no. <laughs> Of course. Uh, the comment is from impending revile four five six, and they're re- responding to somebody else named Matthew, and uh, he says, or they say, uh, they are really trying to stop my comments. I hope you are not supporting the channel if he can't even thumb up your comment. And then he gives two thumbs down <laughs> and says, "Sness cunt." <laughs> What the hell? Just uh, what? What is that? And that one got three upvotes. Who liked yeah, that? Well, uh, well, he liked his own, and he's got two other comments. He's got two other accounts. two other accounts. Yeah, that's got to be yeah. what it is. It's always. Do you ever notice that where, like, you post a video and you 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 go to your uh, comments to see like what people are saying, and you always see that one comment that has like it's like fifteen seconds old. And it's already got the thumbs up on it. Yeah, and like I know like, you do that. Everybody can see what you're doing. <laughs> like it's obvious, okay? We know you updated yourself because I do it. So that's how I know you did yeah. it. And <laughs> <laughs> right, he's gonna see the comments and then he's gonna like it and respond to it, and we're gonna be friends. And he's gonna listen to all my YouTube advice and he's gonna be thankful for me forever because he's gonna be friends. I don't know what that is. Well, that's that's this guy. And my favorite thing to do is to ban them into the shadow realm, which is to just make them think that they're still commenting to me, but they're like yes. hidden from the channel. So they're just in space doing whatever they want to do. I think, didn't uh, Pam say she had, I mean, this was years ago when we had her on as a guest. Pam said she had like well over a hundred people that were oh, I bet. Oh, I absolutely bet. I we should, and it's probably more than twice that now. Yeah, I mean, going through her comments is uh, it's it's painful. Uh, I don't know you how know. she deals with it, but yeah, if you want to leave us a shitty comment, you can do so. Uh, you can head, hit hit up my channel at Snest Drunk. You can hit up Trav's channel at Nest Friend. Yeah, give us a shitty comment. We'll read it. Or in in case I see it, some of these are pretty old. Right, but uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's it be leave a funny comment. We'll read those too. But I mean, if you're if you're going to be shitty, be shitty. It doesn't matter because uh, no one cares as much as you do if that's what you're into. But uh, I guess that's been another drug friend podcast. Uh, you can head on over to the website. We got polymedianetwork.com. There's new episodes of Polykill all the time. Point and Drink Adventure with the aforementioned Pam, as well as our friend Petey. Uncle Doug's DVD bin. We got a new season coming pretty soon. Uh, Indie Quest. 
always having a good time. So get over there, check it out. Check out some podcasts on the network. We got some good stuff going on. Yeah, IndieQuest has a new episode coming out too. Uh, you can send an email to the show at drunkfriendpodcast at gmail.com. If you're not interested in sending an email, that's not a big deal. Just give us a rating and review on your podcast. Happy of your choice and help us out. Big time. God damn, dude. You've been practicing in the shower. Uh, you can find us all on social media. We have uh, we got subreddit. We've got uh, our polymedia over there. we got Instagram. It's at polymedia network. We've got uh, Trav Plays Games at most places and SNES Drunk at most places. you got to guess the places. Yeah, I, I'm. I actually, I'm. I am practicing because it's my. It's my latest impression. It's the. It's the. It's the monster truck voice. Oh shit! You just, yes. You you just posted your uh, your monster truck video, and it made me think of those uh, those uh, commercials that always played, and it was always the same guy who who sounded ominous but not excited <laughs> yeah. at all. Yeah. And he was like. Tickets are just 12 bucks. Children get in free. You pay for the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. <laughs> like he sounds like the goddamn Undertaker at the end. Like, rest in peace. Uh, and that same guy, like, five seconds later would do the same voice for a strip club. And it's like, I got mixed emotions. <laughs> King of Diamonds, South St. Paul, Minnesota. Oh, man. That's great. But, uh, oh, I'm supposed to read something. Uh, the track you hear was composed by our friend Coolor and is called Electric Starbound, so you can find a link to more of his... <coughs> <coughs> Damn, derailed by emphysema, dude. Fuck! <coughs> Excuse me. Pardon me. Don't know what happened there. You can find more of his music on the Buzzsprout podcast page. Shout out to Josh Leslie for our thirst-quenching logo. Whoa! We did get an AI to read that in Alex's voice, but still, it was uh, it was pretty good. Let's try that. Let's let's have them do that instead. <laughs> I'm I'm sick of reading that. <laughs> uh, be sure to catch us on YouTube, and thank you for listening. And we hope you have a great rest of your day. <laughs>